Well, g'day everybody and welcome back to the Hardball Gets AFL Show. This podcast is proudly brought to you by the Mazda BT50, you do ute. And speaking of the Mazda BT50, if you want to win one, footy season kicks off tomorrow night and you can sign up for free footy tipping at the game. You can score over 150000 in prizes, including 50000 cash for the season top tipper, 1000 cash for every round of the home and away season, and you've got the chance to drive away in a brand new Mazda BT50 just for playing. Head to thegame.com.au to sign up or search The Game Tipping in the App Store or Google Play. Special episode today. We know there's a bit of a crossover with our audience and fantasy, so we thought, why not bring in the fantasy goat? This is the first six points of the season with our special guest, Selby Lee Steer, Marrera's Magic himself. All right, let's get stuck in. This is the Hardball Gets AFL Show. My name's Nick Rin, joined by Xavier Ellis and our special guest today for six points, Selby Lee Steer, who's just had his entire world turned on its head. How are you, Selby? Nick, mate, you've got me at a tough time, so <laughs> we're here today to talk about the six must-have fantasy options, and sitting at top of my list, Elliot Yo, an old rhino, broke a Kit Kat. He did, he did, he got his Kit Kat today. He did get his Kit Kat, and you've just tweeted, um, fuck, You've just tweeted the F word. So, uh, I mean... <laughs> That's how we go. Well, I don't know what the ownership was on... Uh, so, you know, calf, Yelly. right? Calf. calf. Yeah, calf injury. Um, I don't know too much more. Calf injury. <laughs> calf you know injury. your calves, though, don't you, Zoe? I you know, know my calves. calves. I do know my calves. Yeah, and that's, that's why I haven't been singing the praises of West Coast like some have about how fit they look and stuff. And I think about soft tissue injuries, calf injuries, like paper mache. Like, yeah, you might... There's still that damage into the calf. Like, you, you are rehabbing it, making it stronger and all that sort of stuff. And I reckon I did maybe 40 calves in, in uh, what, six years or something, probably? Jeez. Something like that. Anyway, but it doesn't matter how many – I could be the calf-raising champion of the world. Uh, and I still manage to pin calf. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's, it's no good failure. Yo, two-time well, best of first winner. But I'm not surprised that these soft tissue injuries are going to come. And I wouldn't be surprised if they continue to come no. uh, throughout the season. Just with the age demographic, the reoccurring problems that have had. Um, now, Yoey's done one. We know Shuey's done bits and pieces throughout the off-season. Nick Nat's already got the Achilles. Uh, yeah. It's just the age demo of the list, so... Deja vu. Yeah, yeah, it is a bit of deja yeah. vu. Uh, so we'll get back into Yo in a second. First, we'll just sort of introduce, for those of you who don't know, Selby. Uh, we figure there's a fair fantasy crossover with our podcast. We actually had a fantasy episode for the first couple of years of running it with the footy rhino, uh, back when he could be bothered, back Did when you? he had the time. Yeah, he used to do the third episode. Where was I? Yeah, you weren't in that one. That was off. Yeah, we just pulled him in. He's given that up. He doesn't have any time anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, for those that don't know, Selby, do you want to give us a bit of a rundown on um, your background, mate, and Marrera's Magic, the uh, your platform too? Yeah, so obviously fantasy footy has been me for the last oh, 10, 15 years, like many, and I happened to win the comp in 2017, walked away with a Toyota Hilux and grand final tickets and a few things. Nowhere near as good as a Mazda BT-50. Yeah, nothing like a Mazda BT-50. So let's just call it the... Well, I won't call it anything because I'm also... (laughs) Yeah, we don't get this. You've walked away with... Everyone's won Mazda BT-50. No, and as soon as I mention who I drive, you beep it out, (laughs) so I can't even do that. Um, And then, yeah, backed it up the next year, 2018, and won it again, so another car. Uh, grand final tickets and, and whatnot. So, 
In all seriousness, so you were living in Sydney and the ute turns up. How long did it till it went on the market? Well, I only had a per- parking permit in Sydney, and mate, Sydney's <laughs> tough at the best of times. Yeah. You want to be on a moped, you want to be like, so Did you try? I drove through a big, big car. Did you try? No, nah, we drove into the dealer, dropped off the bigger car, and then picked up the second keys in one transaction. And, <laughs> oh, so you swapped it straight away. Yeah, with the heavier wallet. So that wasn't a bad result. And then on the back of that, obviously, 160,000 people play this game. Mm. And everyone's thinking, well, what's, what's your secret? How have you gone? And my Matt DeBoer, a good friend of mine uh, through Sydney, uh, he was like, mate, you know you could probably sell some of this information you've got and make some money. I said, I've just won two cars in two years. I don't want to be that greedy. I'm, yeah, I'm now flogging it. Get some yeah, more. Yeah. And he happened to be on the board at Starlight Foundation. So he said, well, how about we do a little fundraiser, make a donation, 30 bucks, if, and you get access to all my pre-season material and, and tips to go into the year. I think we might get 100 people raised three grand. I think we end up having 1650 join that first year, so 45 grand to Starlight. So that's continued, that commitment to Starlight. We commit to a certain amount of wishes per year and it's grown to a, a web application. Xavier's on saying his, uh, obviously he wasn't there for the Footy Rhino days of the podcast. He's still very green when it comes to his fancy knowledge, but he's, he's been oh, great. Yeah. So he's <laughs> please, mate, please, I'm a start. But I, you won't say, you've donated nearly over 150,000 to Starlight, so um, yeah, massive it's pretty impressive. There, yeah. Very huge. Mm. Uh, and, then, and then also, here you go, so wins it, wins it. Then the year after, he had a year off. Then where'd you come when you're coming home like a freight train? Yeah, 30 seconds. 30 so. seconds. Yeah. And then, then this year just gone, thought he'd give Supercoach a go. Hadn't done that and finished seventh. Seventh. Yeah. <laughs> Not a bad effort no. at all. It's, it's Rain Man stuff. Beautiful oh, mind. Man. Numbers coming off the windows <laughs> and shit. <laughs> so that's um, for anyone who wants to check in. Uh, yeah, there's information throughout the whole season as well, isn't there? Yeah, separate package for the season. But yeah, terrible name to remember and, and pronounce and spell. But it's moreirasmagic.com.au. M O R E I R A. Magic.com.au and Think about the jockey there. Joe Maria yeah, yeah, So yeah, Maria yeah. is the jockey And I'll promote it mate You don't have to do uh, In season 2095 uh, Subscription And you get all the fantasy gear Yep There you go yeah, it wasn't enough for me last year, though. I needed to make sure Selby was in the tipping and coming on the pod so that yeah, I could get one-on-one yeah, 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 yeah. bespoke we'll advice get you here, I jump s- back in. Well, six of them, actually five of our best now. We've just lost old Elliot Yo, but <laughs> we'll <laughs> see how we go today. The amount of times over the last three months I've been pissed at home and sent Selby my team for a little yeah. look over. He doesn't even write back anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't even anything back. The last time I wrote, like, this is my final team, he's like, nice team, mate. <laughs> and, then, and then I added to Goey and he wasn't so pumped. Well, all right, so this is the six points. Uh, for those who don't know the concept, it's the second episode of the week every week. We just go over six points of note for the for the week just gone, leading into the round. Let's do it. Because people, most people know what's happening in the real season, but everyone's still tinkering with their fantasy. So, Selby, these are your six must-haves plus Five must have plus. See oh, we'll later. find a six. Yeah. We'll probably find a no, six. We'll, 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 let's, just, let's just use Yo as the first talking point, right? Like we got into a little bit so far, but do we want to kick it off with uh, Elliot Yo? Oh, before, well, oh. Just to set the scene with fancy, so with those who don't play, so you get given an allocated salary cap where you got to use to spend on players. You get points based on their performances, and everyone's price based off last year's performance. You're basically looking for your best players to outperform that price. So. Mm. Who's going to get an uptick? And obviously, yeah, we mentioned Elliot Yo being the number one. Not just he played a couple of games of defence last year, so you're able to get him as a defender, but he's also had OP the last couple of years, been underperforming, and he came in really cheap. I think average about 70 is what he's priced at, and he's had a couple of years above 100 when he's at his best playing midfield. So, he's a good player. Forget about fantasy, just to the eye. When Elliot Yo's yeah. at his best, he is a 
Beautiful football. Oh, I think there was powerful, a year there. Best and fairest in a premiership winning side. And sides. tagged in that grand mm. final. Um, who went to him? Who tagged him in that grand final? Like a Maynard? Or, no. No, no. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, but I mean, Yoey got tagged in that grand final. Hence why Shuey went up to Bunta. kicked that one from about 50, yeah. was it? Gave yeah. it a fist pump. Gave it the, yeah, the yeah. Old double fist. Um, so that was why he was so uh, sought after for fantasy, right? Because he was well underpriced for where we thought his actual level of performance is. Yeah, tick both boxes in terms of defender status, and you want your defenders playing midfield ideally because that's where all the points yep. are. And he was lined to play a bit of time in defence, but earmarked, I think, in the preseason with centre bounces, and then he yeah, came in. 30% discount on what we know he can do, and that just ticks all the box, particularly this back line in fantasy is, is the toughest to do. So we mentioned what we're going to do if, you, if you're playing fantasy, and it's a tricky one. I don't like any of those top expensive guys. It might just be a pivot to the other guy around that price being a, a Will Day, but you talk Elliot Yo, best and fairest at Australia year, to a guy, Will Day, who's getting dropped from the bottom team last <laughs> year. <laughs> you it's can hard to it. tell while we're paddocking over here. Oh, and no. so he, he, this would be... Not almost like a nail in the coffin, but fantasy-wise, really, yo, even if he comes in at the start of next year and he's heavily discounted, you come off calves and stuff, it's almost a, you got to wait and see. Yeah, you're not, you're not diving straight back in, are you? Oh, we always seem to go back to the world. We try to find a discount every time. I always said to Zave, he used to be the ideal player for fantasy footballers. He'd come in the finals, almost with Norm Smiths, get these big scores and ticks all the boxes, early draft pick, underpriced, good in finals, here we are. Calf goes. So he yeah. he was a fantasy yeah, you killer. Don't, you, don't, you don't go back right to the well. The what remember I explained to you once? You don't go back to an ex-girlfriend. It never ends well. <laughs> yeah, you might have a good kiss every now and then, but it doesn't end well. So sorry, Yoey, you're done for the year. So now we can pick proper players who we're going to pick in our team, and this ruck lineup is the trickiest also outside the defence because your typical best ruckman in the past have been Gorn and Grundy, and since trade period they're now matched up together. Mm-hmm. Makes it tricky. Sean Darcy appears fit, but he's matched up with Luke Jackson. So all the best Ruckman are now competing with someone else. Tim English put his hand up, but he's had this sort of interrupted off-season. Always seems to get injured. Who, who called him Princess Diana the other day? I didn't mind that. Tim Was English. it Rhino? Yeah, Rhino. He yeah. reckons he's, he's, looks, he looks like, like a, young princess princess Di- Di- not a young Princess Diana when she had the wavy hair. Yeah, I don't mind it. The old lava. So the man <laughs> who's put his hand up is Rowan Marshall, who... Show bursts on the scenes early on, thinking this guy's going to be a fancy stud for years. I think he scored 90, what, 95 in his second or third season. But then they went and recruited Paddy Ryder, and he's been playing second fiddle, mucking around half-time forward, half-time in the ruck. And when he was in the ruck, when Ryder was out, which happened a fair bit, I think he averaged 114. We had more than 60% centre bounces or main ruck through that time. Now Ryder's gone. Brett Ratton's gone, who was a man who liked him playing forward. New coach, it looks like he's going to be that number one man in the ruck and if that pre-season game is anything to go by he's not yeah. going to be a fancy stud I think he's going to be Actual a football stud, stud potentially how, do, how does that actually translate though to oh, like, so about, like St Kilda's actual hopes for the year I mean he's, they don't well the only thing him. I'd reckon it doesn't matter for a ruckman is because there's always going to be centre bounces and yeah. if you're under the pump you're going to be behind the ball yeah or yeah. the ball goals which go over your head the ball centre yeah, bounces yeah the more goals get, you get so. out yeah little one for all Australian early pick yeah, yeah. the little pick for you yeah all Australian I'm yeah, I like yeah, that was the frustration right last year, and even in a real world perspective, that he just kept he just didn't get enough cracks at it. It no. seems when he was the one out there, he'd go great, but they kept. Well, think about Ross the boss. You both Fremantle enough. He's thinking about Ross mm. the boss. Uh, he was pretty steadfast, and I know Sandlands was a different beast, but we're saying yeah. Marshall could be the top one or two ruckman in the competition, and he was pretty keen on. I know he flirted occasionally with playing Zach Clark, but when the push came to shove, Sandlands was. 
a predominant mm. ruckman. And what I've liked, what Ross the Boss has done, he's had a few injuries to these tall forwards. So Max King's out, Membry's out. There's another one in there too who's out. And rather than just make shifting, so, all right, we're actually going to need Marshall back forward, he said, mm. no, nah, we'll, we'll put Mitchie Owens, who's an undersized forward, put him forward. We're going to keep to our structure of having... Marshall, the number one ruck, and as I said, that that game against Essendon in the preseason, if that's anything to go by, he'll be he'll be pretty good. How many rucks across the comp do you reckon are actually any good in the forward line? Zero. Yeah, I think it's zero. There's no one's actually. If you were just picking a forward line, you wouldn't pick any of them. No, it's like we're we going to rest him forward. Oh, the opposing coaches' boxes shivering. Yeah. Like, <laughs> wow. I oh, know. Nah, so I don't think any are any good. So you might as well put someone with a bit of now. So that Mitch Owens works. So the next way, as I said, we're looking at ways players can improve on what they've done in past years and also be a top player in their position. That's what we call the knockout hit in fantasy land. So come the forward line of the next couple are forwards, and it's Josh Dunkley, who is the most oh, yeah. expensive forward. Mm. So he's coming in at a high price. But you've just got to look at what he's done in the past when he's been midfield. So he's had periods in the time where he's the best player in fantasy, averaging 127 over 10-round stretches. And then Bevo, the coach, Luke Beveridge, is <laughs> prone to do a few... Wacky yeah. things. He throws Dunkley in the ruck at times. Plays him deep. I remember when he was doing and, that, and yeah. Dunkley did his shoulder a couple of times, and he was yeah, it was weird. And so, then they wondered why he wanted out. Yeah, because so I'm not a ruckman. I keep dislocating my shoulder. <laughs> he was obviously had to deal with a. They had a Bailey Smith, a Bontempelli, McRae, Libba. There's a, a big logjam there at the Western Bulldogs. Whereas now he finds himself at the Lions, where he's going to play full time mid. I think he's going to be. Yeah, 80% Patrick Cripps type inside full-time mid. and I think his Brownlow wads have come from maybe 41s into 16s or something yeah, like that. Okay. Like He's been walloped for the Brownlow as well. Yeah, he ticks those box. Quite often you see those players go to a new team, new lease on life, get given the, the licence to go, and we're going to see that from Dunk. So he's obviously expensive, most expensive four, but I wouldn't be surprised to see if he becomes the most expensive player in the game at one point. He could be the highest. The highest so just go, go, grabbing a gathering of forwards, you've got um, Dunkley, uh, Cornelio Moore, and maybe Rosie Butters, uh, Earl Gordon. Where do you, what, what sort of points difference do you see separation from Dunkley to the rest? Yeah, that's the big gap. We'll talk about a few more of those forwards there as well because they're also the ones I think, um, when I say must-have, I always say I don't think anyone's must-have in fantasy because you could just see, imagine if Elio did that calf in the first quarter of the first game and those pers- yeah. people didn't have him, mm. they're going to take the leap. These are more for pe- players who haven't put a fancy team in yet, don't know much about it, a good starting point. If you select these guys, then you're going to have a very good base to go. And uh, if yeah, my team at the moment would have all of these players in there. So... Dunkley, I think, could be a 10-point better than the next best. I wouldn't be surprised to see if he goes 117 to 120, and then the next best forward might be 105 to 110. So it's a big yeah, gap right. between the rest. Captain options in fantasy as well, and he could he could easily be a captain option That's as well. why I roll with the must-have. What's your uh, your call on Brisbane for the year as a former NEFL superstar yourself? Yeah, mate, I, I like them. I've never liked them to date, mainly because I think that midfield is a little bit reliant on Lockie Neal mm. whereas they've we're thinking where's that X Factor coming is it going to be Hugh McCluggage who spent more time inside last year didn't quite take the leap we wanted Zorko is that goal kicking mid but he's 34 and mm-hmm. we're speaking of calves he does more than anyone at the moment mm. so who's it going to be Jared Lyons is a bit slow but he could be the big key Dunkley and then Ashcroft yeah. which he could be that we wouldn't that six must have now that Yoey's gone uh Ashcroft is the next must what have about we were talking Every about we were talking about gee they're going to be thin in the midfield they've got Bing, bing, bing. And we just, because Ashcroft's a rookie, 
Oh, no, he, he won't. But he could be yeah, he a Joel could. Selwood of 07, where yeah. they didn't lose anything when he went to the midfield. Very much like a Joel yeah. Selwood. The way I think he brushed off danger and, and kicked it forward in that yeah. practice match. No, is he's, he's going to be a good player. Yeah, so this trade period's opened up a lot for fantasy. We mentioned with Dunkley moving, but Taranto's the other one who is given forward eligibility because he was behind a bit like the Bulldogs. Giants had 20 they had running through there, whether it was a Cornelio, Kelly, Green. So Taranto, when he had more than 50% inside time in 2021, he averaged 115. When he had less than 50%, he averaged 88 when he was played as that Toby Green role because he is pretty crafty around the forwards. He, he was the only player, really, the Giants who suffered from Toby Green being suspended. Yeah. Because he, he, he was the one that then went and did that role. And he is, the issue is he was good at it when he went there. He, mm. he probably should have, mind you, it's a better role than a back pocket or a tag, but the, the old rule used to be if you get given a role you don't like, don't know good at it. Anyway. Again, whereas he, I think he kicked a couple of goals that first time. Yeah, no, he's, he kicked goals. Role. He kicks goals. Whereas he's gone to Richmond to be... With Hopper, that midfielder, and when you talk about class in the forward line, that they've already got Dusty Martin, Shy Bolton. Like mm. they don't need a ne- another sort of crafty yeah. goal kicker there. But also, then the focal point's going to be Tom Lynch. So again, you're like, get out of the way because Taranto's going to be in the way. If he's down there, I would have thought. Yeah, whereas GWS don't really have a focal point. No, they didn't. Moment, and I mean, Hogan's been in and out. No, yeah. they don't. So he's coming from a 96 base with less than 50% centre bounces from last year. Is what he ended up spitting out to be the average. I think he's going to be 75% full time mid and. He could. Well, you mentioned that gap between Dunkley and the rest. He probably is the head of the rest. The yeah. only concern with Taranto is he goes into this system of Richmond who play a very much frenetic, knock-it-on, fast mm. pace, not many stoppages and low-possession games. So even Dustin Martin in his Brownlow years was never really a premium asset in fantasy land. So how he fits in with that system, but I also it's think... pre-season never, form. Yeah, he's got a 120 in the pre-season. Mm. He's, he's a tackler, which Dustin never is. I think you're going to see a... A different beast in Toronto, and I think Xavier might be pretty interested in oh, him. Oh, gee whiz! Did you have around the Brownlow? Yeah, oh. the Brownlow. You think in Richmond for the flag, right? Well, no, around there, if yeah. gun to the head, I'm going Melbourne. But I've, I thought he'd get more value around Richmond, to be honest with you. But uh, yeah, I think Richmond. But I think Richmond v Carlton. <sighs> Give me I Richmond. Richmond might oh, destroy him. Mm, yeah, I'm snacking. So theme in the forward line, and this is why I love that Elliot Yo pick because he was cheap and you could save money in defence and spend up in the forward line because there's all these forwards who are going to play in the midfield this year, which is what you want. They're who score the points. If you take a mark and kick a goal, you're only going to get 12 points in fantasy, whereas if you can have two little chips in the back pocket and get yourself 12 points. So well, yeah, It's like you could tear the game open in the forward line and get the same points as Doherty getting a kick. Yeah, kick. yeah. <laughs> so it's Connor Rosie is the next one who we all know already broke out and I think initially this podcast we went to talk the six breakout mm. candidates, but I saw on the, the Monday pod you... We did that earlier. <laughs> it's good to see Xavier listen to a few things. I think all our players were in there, but Rosie was one of them, <laughs> where first half, I think the first five games he played deep forward. I think he spent one or two times in the midfield as a centre bounce and averaged sub-50. I think he was 44 or something. Mm. He then moved into the midfield, second half of the year, 56% centre bounces with 102 average. He comes in priced around that 88 mark, so... Even if he emulates what he did in the second half of last year, that's your 14 points upside. But you imagine Travis Boat going to spend more time forward. Ollie Wines interrupted preseason. That 56% centre bounce he did last year might actually become 65%, and we could even see something a bit higher than 102. So Connor Rosie, the only concern with him, he is so good and a future star, that tag might come. Yeah. You think so? So who else is running through? No, nah, no one. Francis? There's no one there that's taggable at, at Port Adelaide. It's Rosie, isn't it? It's it. Soul. 
He's so dynamic, especially when he gets around. Like the way he can rip a goal from fifty off one yeah. step, he's very hard to leave alone anywhere near there. Yeah, it, it, it's surprisingly for a, a somewhat skinnier player. We certainly he's got mm. tree trunk legs on him. Have a look at his like, quads and his hamstring definition. Oof. You just mentioned before the uh, the Monday pod. I'm just going to take a quick sideline here. Say our man O'Sheen. See, Zach too, he's right with me. Yeah, no, I just don't think you made your point clear enough. I'd say the, the, the pressure's coming from back home in Mayo. Yeah, so you didn't, you, yeah, you didn't really make it clear enough. You were no, like, so, so if I was to say, you won't believe this, guys. This kid is the most famous Gaelic player. In he's, the getting, he's getting called back home every week. I, I mean, if he doesn't play good footy, he will end up going home because he is the Chris Judd of Ireland. Here he is, yeah. Zach Tui's quote, I'm not sure people realise how big a deal O'Sheen is in Ireland. He is just about the best young footballer in Ireland, if not the best, certainly one of the best. Zach Tui also not really getting to the point. Yeah. In a similar vein. Yeah. Uh, he was playing at a high level back home, so he has really good professional standards. Yeah. Rest my case. I just feel like you didn't Rest say it properly. Case. He's a man. I just feel like you just plucked a name and rambled. No, it's O'Shane, mate. Cut him off. Look at this, Selby. We've invited nah. him in. He's just given yeah. the wrap up. He was going to say Selby's got a horse running at two fifty, <laughs> so he needs to get it all. Uh, Number six must have O'Sheen. Face <laughs> <laughs> for price. Nah, it's uh, in the same vein as I think what Rosie did last year. We're going to see an Errol Goulden do this season. It's easy for me to say because his preseason. What do you have? Forty-five and three goals. And Eighty goals. Hundred and eighty. Fancy points, but he's always been a natural scorer ever since his debut season when he played as a high half forward to last season. I think he averaged 95 when he moved up to the wing. Whereas we all know the points are when you're playing inside mid because you get opportunities to tackle, extra chances to kick it. And he led the Swans' centre bounce attendances for both those pre season games, albeit Mills was missing Mills. in the second and Papley was missing in the But Mills in goes missing sometimes out of him anyway. Well, he, yeah. he's versatile. Yeah, but he he's seen grand final. But is he that versatile? He only went into how many centre bounces to grand final? Yeah, that was, was six a, or something ridiculous. That's a mystery ball. But is he, is he that versatile? I look at Mills and go, you're 95% solely a midfielder. Yeah. So get him off the wing, get him away from half back, stop this silly behind the play thing, and don't wrong, horses and a superstar. And as he's talking about, no, I don't. But I just look at him and go, you don't have b- blistering speed no. that you, you know, run and carrying off half back. You don't seem as though you run your opponents into the ground like a wingman no. Isaac Smith style. I just see him as an inside midfielder who dominates. When he's in the midfield, he's an All-Australian. When he's a halfback, he's another player. There you go. So we'll go through your list of the Swans midfield. You've got that bat pretty deep, you're uh, saying. No, I just, I just think they you know, Mills, Parker, Earl, Warner, Rowbottom, uh, and I'm sure I'm missing another one in there, but... Uh, Mills All-Australian uh, Parker All-Australian Earl All-Australian potential Warner All-Australian potential I just think they've got A really good four midfield So stop mucking around with it That was my Missing my man That was my uh, Big first fantasy error Last year Really banked on Angus Sheldrick Got no, named round yeah. one Inside midfielder Played forward in a forward pocket Got 20 points And never seen again Well it's like the um, Is it Van Ruin At uh, Melbourne Mel- yeah, So he was yeah. second favourite For the NAB Rising Star In the preseason And now he's not even on the list Like no, Didn't even play in a preseason all these game, fir- No like Yeah but all these young kids That have just come in Thick and fast yeah. So this you mentioned those That list And you're right Roy Bottom probably Inside mid Parker potentially more time for But what split would you get? So it was 50-50 in the preseason So I think Parker did 26 Centre bounces in that grand final So v. what split would you give Gordon this year Forward mid um, off the back of what he did, uh, probably maximum is yes, sixty five percent mid. Mid, yeah. in which case he's your he's your home run pick in fantasy, which wise a must have. But if you don't think if you think Mills is going to go in there, take it. Roy Bottom can't play anywhere else. Warner's a future. You say all Australian could be a Brownlow medalist. Mm. Like 
they know Errol can play forward. If you think he's going to be stuck forward, that's where... Because everyone's jumped on Errol on the back of his yeah, 177. He, yeah. But I'm, I'm a believer. You kind of have to with those players, right? Because if you miss out, you're dumb. Yeah. Like, it's, you know, you'll feel it. Um, righto. So that's the six. Well, five and a... Five, five and a half. Five and a half. Five and, yeah. a half. five and a half. So would you be surprised if those five, aside from the fantasy, were all in the All-Australian side at the end of the year? So Marshall, Dunkley, Taranto, Rosie, Goulden. Yeah, I think they'll all be All-Australian. Yeah, I'll get the same feeling. Yeah. Well, who was that? Well, Rosie was last year. Um, and the others all have the potential. They're only a half step away. Yeah. If they play a full season and play in their right positions. No, they could all read the names out again. Marshall? Not Marshall, no. But yeah, keep going next one. Dunkley? Could win a Brownlow. Taranto, Could win a Brownlow. Rosie. Could win a Brownlow. Could win a Brownlow. Yeah, there you go. Right, so that's Selby's uh, must have five and a half. Must have five, and then one rest in peace. And just quickly, yeah, this will be released before Mars Mission. So, what are we doing? Are you, are you, are you, are What's your Mars chance, mate? Is that another Irish footballer? Is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good call. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. Well, thanks very much for joining us, Selby. For those of you who want to get your fantasy in, we'll keep it short and sharp today, knowing that the footy's on very soon. So people have got limited time. Um, let's get straight into highball bets. Thanks to the Tab Touch app. This is Hardball Bets, brought to you by Tab Touch. Got the touch this AFL season. Choose Tab Touch. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help on 1800 858 858. Bit of a different format this year. Robbo, welcome in. Slid, slid in late. So you're going to be on this the six points every week. We yes. Just, uh, yes. Just cameoing today. When Selby's around and the season's about to start, he takes precedence over all facets of yeah, life. He's in a fluster too because of the yo stuff. It was, uh, it was, you know, it's hard to get around him. I was going to say, I was going to tell him if he's flustered on Twitter, everyone else is going to be flustered. Yes. Like he's he's supposed to be the calm <laughs> voice of of reason and knowledge. So if he's flustered, everyone else is the. Are you reverting back to the parenting books right now? Uh, you've tried not to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's the fantasy daddy. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Absolute carnage. Fantasy carnage everywhere. And odds carnage, talking of tab touch. So West Coast and North have been sort of going back and forth for favouritism all yeah, week. I think it's pretty clear now, isn't it? The Eagles are underdogs again with uh, with tab touch. Just had a look before we came in. Yes, this is uh, a... Did you have high hopes for them beforehand? West Coast? Yeah. I didn't have high hopes... But they were my tip slash preference. But whether I'd be prepared to put something behind it, wouldn't have thought so. But guns in my head, yeah. still probably think West Coast get it done. Turns out they weren't all turning, uh, training the house down. No, for, uh, summer. No, they lied. <laughs> um, so format here, we're doing that. This season's going to be Rin versus Robbo. We finally got your head in the graphic. Let's go. Um, it's what the people want. Ryan Daniels, I don't think ever input a bet. So I kind of liked hiding behind Rhino though, because <laughs> yeah. my betting was so terrible last year. And he still, I felt, copped the brunt of that, whereas now I have to own it. So you I've really got to be a bit smarter this it. season. Okay, so we got $10 each week, mm-hmm. uh, and it's going to be fully, fully representative in the graphic. If we lose $10, it's a minus 10. Yeah. Um, so give us your, your best bet for the weekend. You versus me, person who comes out on top wins. Okay, well, I'm going to go with something I'm hoping is relatively safe to kick us off. I think Fremantle's the biggest lock of the weekend. So I'm taking Freo 1 to 39. Okay. Plus Sydney to beat Gold Coast on the road. It's paying three fifty. Just trying to bank that nice and early just to get me off the zero to start the round. You look like you've got some Frio in your eyes. I do. I, had a free, I do have a Fremantle in there. It's my, I don't know, it's relatively safe, but it's at the end of the weekend. I've gone risky early, so everything's okay. going to be scuppered. But before you reveal this, I did see that you put 
the question out to the people on Twitter last night. Is 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 your answer here coming from the people? Is so there were, well, yeah, what the Frio line is. Uh, this was, let me okay. just pull up who it was. Uh, I like it though, outsourcing, just putting it out to the people. Yeah, what's, look, what's David the best Bubb. David Bubb just highlighted the Frio, the line is great value. If they can't beat this Saints side by more than 10 points, then they're in trouble. Mm. I agree with you, David Bubb. Thanks, David. So I've got Frio, the line, which is 10 and a half mm-hmm. uh, for $1.90. And then I've gone, let's get the, the, the people in the new colours. I'm going to roll with them this week. So okay, yeah, I'll do the riskiest one for uh, last. So the the next line is Gunston two plus goals, paying a okay. dollar fifty five. So is this all multied in to, it's all to multi, one bet? One multi. Okay, sure. Uh, and then it could all come a cropper on uh, Thursday night. I've got Toronto thirty plus. Okay, so that's two thirty. Roll that all up. That's six dollars seventy seven. Uh, so I haven't gone conservative. I was I planned to. I really planned to, but <laughs> I, I'm not tipping. I'm going to stick to the favourites. I think for the first five. So then I need something, I need a risky side again, um, because why not, eh? Yeah, so that's, uh, let's do it. All right, so what are you, what's, your, what's the odds, top odds of yours? Uh, 350 is what we've got. 301 to 39, plus Sydney. Get right. on and gamble responsibly. So that's it, gamble responsibly and get the Tab Touch app. All right, well, that's the first hardball bets of the season. That's the first six points of the season. Thanks very much for swinging in. You'll be back for the full episode next week, Robbo. No problem. Can't wait. well-researched points Let's up do against it. the rest of us, um, <laughs> who would probably be equally so, no doubt. <laughs> this has been the Hardball Gets AFL Show, brought to you by the Mazda BT50. You do you. We'll see you next week.